Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, football fans. Welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're talking NFC South today. Keith, welcome into the show. Yeah, um, interesting division. We got a couple teams rebuilding, a couple teams, um, you know, trying not to rebuild. But um, it's a, it is an interesting division with a lot of change going on. Yeah, I thought the most interesting team in this division right now is the uh, New Orleans Saints. We'll get to them in a little bit. But I thought that that move, that trade with the Eagles last week to um, to trade the first pick uh, that they had in this draft at 18, a third round pick and a seventh and a 2023 first and a 2024 second for the Eagles 16th and 19th picks in this draft was interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. It almost seems like that's step one of a two-step move and and maneuver, but, but maybe not. They, they may have just wanted two high draft picks to kind of help rebuild and reshape their roster this year now without maybe addressing the elephant in the room, which is the quarterback position, but we'll get to that in a second. I just think that they're kind of the most fascinating team uh, because they're right on the cusp. They, they've got a pretty decent, solid defense, but um, they, they're a few moves away, and I, I just find it fascinating because uh, of, of that trade. I think it, it kind of puts them in a relevant conversation in this draft. Um, let's start, though, in the basement and – uh with the carolina panthers um which is an interesting roster to me sam darnold is the de facto quarterback um on that team at this point um and then i just think that after that i mean you've got mccaffrey at running back uh chuba hubbard uh cj henderson jc horn at corner they got jeremy chin at safety and a couple other pieces right xavier woods they signed yeah um, they signed xavier woods brian burns at defensive end so they've got some unique pieces but in between all of those there's really just not a lot and not a lot of depth on that roster so it seems like they're again like a bottom five team in the nfl and and are at least a season away and a and a franchise quarterback away from kind of making this thing work yeah, so I look at, at them, and pretty much as, as far as team needs, for me, everything's on on the offensive side. They, I mean, you've already mentioned it. They've got to get a quarterback, and um, they are the team that are in position to draft a guy like Malik Willis. Um, you know, you're, you're stuck with um, Carson Palmer. You know, they're at quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold, not Carson Palmer. Or, I have no yeah. idea where that came from. I just, wow. that was, wow. wow. That was, that was a 10 year. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here as I'm talking, like looking through notes and, and <laughs> I, I different things just to make sure that I'm, um, I'm ahead of myself. And just that came out. 
Um, but yeah, I would love to, I would love to go down that road, that conversation, like where that part came from. Cause that's, an, that's probably more interesting than anything else we've got in this show out of this division. <laughs> I uh, doubt that. Anyway, uh, I, I like this division. Uh, but yeah. anyway, Sam, Sam, they're on the hook for 18 million guaranteed to Sam Darnold this year. He's not going anywhere. Um, and no one will trade for that contract. And that was his, no that was because of the fifth year option that they picked up. Yes. So and my my question to you though is they're sitting at six in this mm-hmm. draft overall, but then they don't pick until the fourth round, one thirty seven. They got this huge gap, and they're not ready to win, and they need a lot of stuff. It seems like they might be the team in the top ten that people are targeting to move up to and have them drop back and pick up additional picks, especially if they're not thinking that Malik Willis is their guy. See, and he was the guy I was bringing up because you've, since you've got, um, I almost did it again because now I'm, I was just thinking about Carson Palmer. Uh, you've got Sam Darnold. Um, you got Sam Darnold sitting there and he can't leave I and mean, he's, you're stuck with him. Um, so drafting a project like uh, Malik Willis means that he can take his time to develop as needed. You're not going to have to rush him out there. That's very. Um, and so if they if they like him, he's probably you know that's probably his best fit and their best fit. Um, but you're right about not having anything after that because once you once you draft your quarterback, who's blocking for them and who's going to be catching passes because they. They need um, they need at least two offensive linemen, one of the guards and one of the tackles. Yep. Center wouldn't hurt either, um, and they need wide receivers. They've got one that's any yep. good, um, and so yeah. I mean, drafting your quarterback of the future is great you, if you can do it. You always want to do it, but they need they need everything else on offense. Yeah, so. that's why I, that's personally that's where I think that they're at least a season away. And they're going to finish bottom five, so it, it 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 seems likely if they could move back from six and pick up a first round pick in 2023, in addition to maybe a little bit of draft capital in this draft, that would be kind of the ideal thing for them to do. So they would be in a position next year to kind of get get up to the top and um, continue to build out the roster because it's just not ready. It's not ready for Malik Willis, I don't think. Like, there would be Malik Willis, but like you said, there's nothing there. There's nothing mm-hmm. around that to kind of build around. And I think that's why Sam Darn would kind of sit there all year, take the abuse, and Malik Willis would learn and and come in ready next year if that's the way they decided to go. But I'm just not sure. I think it's a 50-50 proposition where they stick there and they pick Malik Willis or shock somebody and pick somebody else and or drop back because that's a lot of draft capital sitting there they could they could really take that pick and um and and kind of help them uh remake their franchise and it needs to be remade yeah all right uh atlanta falcons this is a this is an interesting team team. yeah they got rid of their quarterback it's been around forever and they picked up uh mariota uh, shortly after that, and nobody seems to think that they're sticking with Mariota. Um, they may stick with Mariota in the same respect that they don't really have a roster that's going to take them anywhere this year. Uh, 
maybe they let Mariota take that and next year address the quarterback. It seems like we're saying this about, uh, you know, half a dozen franchises, and we literally are this year, where teams are just kind of waiting for that 2023 draft class to come along. Yeah, I mean, especially like this uh, this team there, I mean, it's it's going to struggle. This is a team that's going to struggle. And um, not having your, your franchise quarterback and, and going with a – a um, 29 year old journeyman uh, guy who's, you know, been a backup the last couple of years is probably not going to, you know, do much to improve your offense, but they need um, left guard. They need a right tackle. Um, they need at least two wide receivers um, to go. Yeah, Cause this. Calvin, Calvin Ridley suspended for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you look at, at, at the, on their defense, they have needed at least a pass rusher every year for the last like decade. And now, and you've got Grady Jarrett, who's in the final year of his deal. He's getting a little older and he's really the only defensive lineman of note on that roster. So you have, um, you have, you know, the, the front of your defense is a mess. The front of your offense is a mess. You don't have a quarterback and you don't have receivers. Um, yeah, this is not a team that's going to win a lot. No, this is a roster that's devoid of talent. Um, but they've got a unique opportunity in this draft. This is they they have the draft capital um, that is one of my favorite draft capital teams heading into this draft. As far as being in position to kind of help them address some of that, they've got the eighth pick ball, and then they pick at 43 58 74 82 and 114 so there's six picks in the top 114 they could in fact take you know one or two of those second rounders drop back a little bit and pick up additional draft capital so i think they can really help themselves this year but that's not going to help them win games this year i think it's going to help them long term help build some of that deficiency and depth mm-hmm. that they need on on that team to to go long term but they're going to do it without a long-term situation at quarterback now you mentioned the wide receivers i think they need a running back as well the interior offensive line completely sucks for them they they, they need some help at edge um it's just one of those things where i don't think that they can go wrong in the draft is best player available when they do it yeah i mean they they going best player available at every pick they've got is what they need to do because any position that they pick is someone who can come in and start. Um, and so, yeah, they definitely need to do the, the best player available route and not go reaching for any position because there's a lot of needs here. So let's talk about the two teams at the top of the division. And I mentioned earlier the New Orleans Saints as being the most fast in this division i think it's by a long shot now you could talk about tampa and we will in a minute about brady coming back but new orleans is interesting in that they did re-sign Jameis winston to a two-year contract to come back and kind of bridge them to the to whatever's next and we just don't know based on their trade with the eagles what did you think of the trade on the saints side of the equation to get the two first round picks this year they already had 19 but they mm-hmm. went and got um, – they had 18. They got 19, but they also got 16. So they gave up a lot to get 16. And they I got, wonder what's yeah. going on there. Did they Do they intend to stick to those picks? I don't or do you think see so. a strategy around that? 
What they now have is three first round picks, and three first round picks is typically what you do when you're. Well, they have two this uh, year. They have two in twenty. Okay, yeah. Um, sixteen and sixteen and nineteen. Sixteen and nineteen. They moved. They moved up and also got another one. Um, but they that's 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 a package to move up. They have. Um, you don't make that trade before the draft. Um, unless you're unless you you're, you've got something else in the in that the, seems in the like the consensus analysis but there's also word out there that they're interested in in players at, at those levels as well. So, well i'm sure they they have to go and um be ready because what here's here's what i'm what i'm what i'm seeing in, in all of this is that they've got a they've got a deal in place to move up and what it's if a, if, yeah, they, they're not going to move in their own uh, division. division. Yeah, right. So Car- I don't so, think Carolina is going to be the team. But nope. yeah, it seems like if they're moving up, they're targeting Malik Willis. I mean, who else would they target? I don't know. Um, but I know that they but this you make that trade because you've got another trade lined up. And it's it, the reason why it hasn't gone through yet is because it's not for the over top overall pick. And you never know what other teams are going to do. And so. Um, it's a, if the player is available, here's the terms and they, they've already got it agreed upon. Um, and they needed that extra first round pick to make it happen. And that's what they went and got. Um, and so if it's Malik Willis and who knows who they're trading with, but, um, that would, to me, that's what it says is that if he's available or whoever their player, their target is, is available when that, um, when their trade partner gets on the clock, boom. The trade happens, they uh, move up and, and get it. And it's already done. Um, and if that player isn't available, well, they have to be ready to do something else. Um, and that's why you see them scouting a lot of players in, um, you know, that are going to be players taken in the teens because they have to be prepared for that um, eventuality that it doesn't, that this whole thing doesn't work out. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So if you take a look at all of their offseason meetings so far with draft prospects, they've met with every single quarterback coming up in this draft in the yep. in the top six or seven guys. Um, and it uh, so, you know, that it's it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do. But at the same time, that that might not be there. Do you think it's possible that they might be draft uh, targeting a left tackle? Um, they lost Teron Armstead in free agency. They're they're empty there now. They've got a guy um, in um, James Hurst. 
is projected to start at left tackle. He did a little bit of that last year. He did okay, but he's not their premier guy. Um, no. There could be a guy like a left tackle. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I think that, you know, that premier left tackle doesn't mean much, uh, doesn't mean as much if you don't have your quarterback. Um, and the fact that they've met with every quarterback, I think is telling that they recognize the need that, uh, Jameis Winston backed up by Andy Dalton is not a, uh, not a group that's going to go get you, um, a bunch of wins and you have to be ready to do something else. And so R- I, I really R- think rumor say, has really? it that, uh, Kenny Pickett's the guy that they're looking at. They, they don't know that they want to go clear up and get Malik Willis. He may go as early as two overall. They think that he might go, uh, the last place that he might go uh, and get past would be the, uh, the pan, not the, yeah, the Panthers. Um, and uh, they've met with Kenny Pickett three times, three different occasions. Yep. That would, that would make a lot of sense. So, so Kenny Pickett, um, quarterback out of pit, is a guy whose tape's good, um, but does not play well in the rain. Um, small hands, struggles with holding on to the ball um, and fumbles a lot and all that kind of stuff, but it really needs to be in a, uh, on a dome team in a, a South conference where he's going to be playing in nice weather. And yeah. the saints we, would be we, yeah, a perfect fit. The saints would be a perfect fit for him um, where he, you're going to get the most out of him. And if you can get him in, let's say uh, the ninth pick with Seattle would be a good place to trade up. If you're going to trade up and get him, um makes a lot that, of sense for seattle too to, to trade back to trade back and get two first round picks um out of it so yeah i mean that would be a that would be a good spot you can go up uh, trade up to or, nine get that. yeah or 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 one of those and yeah yeah some yeah. some some formula there right yep and so to, to do it that way um to go get kenny pickett that gets and again they've got um they've got winston and dalton both signed this year um, to be their starter and their backup. You don't need to rush anyone onto the field um, just because you drafted them in the first round this year. You can take your time, develop them properly, and then get them out there on the field when they're ready. If you're Seattle, do you race race to that phone and, and take that deal if, if, if the Saints gave them two first-round picks for nine? Oh, yeah. They give them I, 16 and 19? I mean, usually, I mean, that's a lot of compensation, that's Usually a lot of movement. That's, Six, yeah. 16 all the way up to nine. That's seven. That's a, that's a huge jump in, it, in it the is. first round. It, and, yes. and, you know, and it's probably not that far off of value. Um, when you take a look at the trade charts, I would think yep. it's a little rich, but it's, it's going to well, get rich to get in the top 10. Well, a lot of times when you see, if you see a team that drops back from, let's say they drop back from, you know, in that same range from, uh, from nine to 16, you they will do it in two steps and they'll pick get a second round pick for the first step and a third round pick um for the that the the second one or they'll get a third and a fourth for the first step and then a third round pick for the other one um that kind of thing and so you end up with a bunch of middle picks but if you can do it all and, and get two number ones and you're seattle you got to do that because this seattle roster is currently terrible and you don't need a top 10 guy you need multiple starters <laughs> Yeah. Um, you need five, so, five or six top 100 picks overall is what you need. Yeah. And so being able to, 
um, you know, trade down there, get, turn your one first round pick into two, then maybe turn around and trade 18 down into 20 or 22, somewhere in that range and pick up some additional picks in the third, fourth round. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at a, a situation where it would make a lot of sense to, to make that move if you're Seattle and, and really add a lot of new young players to your roster rather than just one at nine. So I do, I do think that draft day for the Saints is going to be interesting, and you may see activity prior to their pick with the Saints moving up. And oh, absolutely! Uh, I, just, I just think that that's going to be one of the one of the, definitely one of the things to watch on Thursday night, opening night of the draft, just a couple of weeks away. Mm-hmm. All right, Tampa Bay. So talk about a team that threw a wrench into things. They were ready to move on from Tom Brady. Tom Brady announced his retirement like five weeks later. He unretires threw the whole wrench into their situation because they didn't know really at that point what they were going to do at quarterback right before free agency started. And, um, and yeah, so that kind of changed things, changed things for everybody, really. Everyone was ready to move on from Tom Brady and, uh, and, and let another team have a, have a chance, um, so to speak. But here he's back. Um, also, Bruce Arians retired. Uh, Todd Bowles is there head coach now um they didn't do a heck of a lot in free agency um what do you think so far of their often off-season moves and what do you think they're going to be positioned to do in the draft they draft uh, they have three picks in the top 100 well i mean you're right tom brady um completely changed their offseason because without Brady, they are a, a team that's rebuilding. And right now you'd probably see Jason Pierre-Paul and, and, and Dominican Sue both gone off that roster. Um, but and they're both with, gone for now. They haven't resigned. Yeah. But um, they're guys that I could see them bringing back because they kind of need bodies. Yep. Right. Um, and so you're looking at, um, I mean, They've added. They added on the the offensive line. They brought back um, Ryan Jensen. They signed Shaq Mason. So the offensive line's good. Wide receiver. I mean, you you've got Chris Godwin. You've got um, some work there. Although it would be nice for them to add another one. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Evans is there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got you've got some stuff that you you can work around. Um, but they really took the the rebuild that was going to happen and they pushed it back a year because of Tom Brady. And of course, if he comes back, you have a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. You have to push that rebuild back a year. Um, and so now what do you need? Well, this is a team that's on defense really struggled down the stretch. They looked old. They looked um, kind of slow. And so that's what they need to focus on. They need cornerback. They need defensive line, um, like defensive tackle, and they need yes. uh, pass rushers. Um I think overall, uh, that is the most important thing that they could go do um, in terms of trying to make sure that they get um, they're in a position to win at the end of the year is to to use their top three picks to nail down those three positions and really improve that defense so Brady and the offense don't have to go out and score you know forty points a game to try and win. I agree. I think that they, if if anything on offense that they they need to do, they could probably use a, an additional guard. Um, they did bring in Shaq Mason with a little trade with I think a fifth round pick or something like that with New England um, because Alex Kappa left, so they kind of replace that player mm-hmm. for player, which is great. But I think they need a little depth there. And then 
Um, OJ Howard left in free agency and then Gronkowski isn't signed yet. So they could probably look at a tight end in mm-hmm. this draft on the offensive side. Um, and then you mentioned defensive tackle. Sue's sitting out there still, but I think they want to get younger, cheaper they do. at that position. And they could do that in this draft with picks 127 overall, 260 overall, uh, second round uh, 60, and then uh, third round 91. I think there's an opportunity there because this is a great draft to get help at those position groups. And so they're yeah. set up pretty well to do that. Yeah, the, you can go get a defensive tackle. Um, and there are varying levels of quality for defensive tackle, but you um, you can get one at you know just about any of those levels that's going to come in and be good and and um and and be a contributor for you so i think that's one of those things you you if they don't come out of the draft with a with a new starter at defensive tackle i think they will have um they will have made a mistake i agree and you know like that 260 pick i don't know if perry and winfrey's going to still be there but he'd be a good guy for them um if you're going to go earlier um, I'm not sure if, you know, they, maybe they go like David Ajabo, a guy who's been falling a little bit just as an edge rusher kind of a guy on the interior defensive line with that 20 pick. I'm not sure if there's a good good player that's going to be there. Maybe DeMarvin De Leal. Um, they might Jordan, like their Travis Jordan, Jones if it's a space eater kind of guy. If Jordan Davis drops, then you could go that Ooh, way. Wow. Um, I don't know if he's going to drop to 127, but. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I'm just saying, like, if he's sitting around, you you would you would definitely grab him. Perriam mm-hmm. Winfrey would be a very interesting uh, pick because he is, um, he's just a really young Grady Jackson, and so um, getting a guy that can come in and do those similar things, um, especially with Jackson. Um, wait, I'm a wrong team. Uh, but yeah, he is a young Grady Jackson and you see what kind of stuff that that have does for Atlanta um, and their ability to just rush the passer right up the middle and to add that to this team where you've been dealing with, you know, a guy like Indomitian Sue, who it, more recently in his career has been more of that space eater run stuffer. Yeah. Um, and he takes double- plays off too. Yeah. Now, um, now. I'm older. just saying, yeah, but I'm just saying, like he—he's that guy. He's not really that pass rusher. Um, but to come in, to to get a true pass rusher on the interior, um, could really change, you know, the dynamic of that defense where they can get I to agree. the quarterback a lot more efficiently, um, by adding that to their defense. Yeah, he, this is one of these um these teams to watch for teams in the second round, uh, wanting to trade up and get a quarterback. Um, now it doesn't mean Tampa might not pick a quarterback. I don't think that they will. Uh, behind Tom Brady, maybe they want to groom somebody um, in the next year. That's not entirely possible, but it's also they're at 127. If a team wants to move back into the first round, this is a team that they might have on speed dial to do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Tampa Bay could probably use the extra draft capital and somebody else is getting a fifth year option to come up um, and grab one of those quarterbacks. So, yeah, those last five picks in the, in the first round are, are more valuable Um now than they were you know a few years ago because teams that didn't want to do quarterback in the um, top of the first round because they didn't like the quarterbacks that were there or whatever um, now will want to move up into those last couple of picks of the first round to get that fifth year option because if you wait until the second round to draft the player you've only got them under contract for four years whereas if you can move up those you know few spaces you need to get back into round one um now you get that fifth year, and it's it's absolutely worth it. For a quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? Do you think Tampa Bay is in control of this division still this year? Do you think the New Orleans Saints can come up even if Jameis Winston is their quarterback? I think that, um, I think Tampa is just the better team and they're, they're positioned to, um, to address the, you know, the defensive, uh, needs that they've got and be ready to come out and compete for a Super Bowl in the NFC, a, a much diminished NFC, I should add. That, um, and that might be why Tom Brady decided to come back. He yeah. saw the movement out of the NFC by these, by these players and, uh, and the AFC. Well, um, and if the, um, if the, the scuttlebutt that's out there is correct too, that getting, um, you know, Bruce Arians to retire, um, and not be the head coach um, went a long way towards getting Brady to come back as well. So, um, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? So what? What did go on there? What did go on with that Antonio Brown thing, the Bruce Arians thing, the Tom Brady thing? Do you think it was all connected, or do you think these are unrelated things? Bruce Arians was going to be kind of looking at, at, at making an exit at some point anyway. Well, so according to the official word, is that. Bruce Arians wanted to retire, but when Tom Brady announced his, he goes, okay, I can't leave this year because I'm not going to leave the team without a quarterback or a head coach. Um, just wanting to make sure that they ha- he hands off the franchise to the next person, you know, with a chance to do well. Um, and so that's why he didn't. And then when Brady came back, he goes, okay, now I can retire. Um, that's the official word. That is not what, um, most people are that are around the league are saying they're saying that it was a a situation where um you know Brady was like I'll come back but I don't want to deal with Bruce Arians anymore um and so they asked Arians to um basically to re- retire step down as as head coach and move into the front office um and turn turn the the team over to bowl so that way Brady would come back because they believe they had a chance to um compete for a Super Bowl this year and without Brady they don't they're a team that needs to rebuild but with Brady they're they're a Super Bowl contender and so uh the opportunity to do that and especially when you got a 69 year old head coach who's already retired once it's probably not uh long for the the league anyway um go ahead and make that move now and try and get yourself another super bowl yeah that makes sense that makes sense all right let's get out of here next time we are going to start our focus on the afc teams we're going to go around that horn as quickly as possible because we are just two weeks away we're going to try to fit in another uh mock draft before the draft as well um and then we'll we'll have a couple of shows i think during the draft as well keith's going to be here um with me uh, during the draft. So we'll be able to, to record together uh, for those. So that'll be a lot of fun. So please join us. So you can find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at um, Alpstead NFL. The show is PF underscore playbook. And you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. So please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Until next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. 
Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co. 